If you have a Bible, and I hope you do, turn to Luke chapter 2. In Luke chapter 2, we are going to uh, continue in the, uh, the, the Christmas story, one of the, the famous Christmas stories that Linus made famous, right? Uh, but we're going to continue in that, but the, our, our continuation of um, Luke chapter 2, we're going we're gonna to be in 8 through 20. And in verse uh, 8 through 20, what we're going to do is, is we are going to be looking at, as Kurt uh, alluded to there, we're going to be looking at the candle in which we lit today, which is the shepherd's candle. Now, the shepherd's candle is important as we celebrate Advent. And remember, as we're celebrating Advent, we are looking um, to the first uh, and celebrating the first, but looking uh, not only to it, but the first, but looking toward uh, the second Advent. And um, we understand, or I hope by week three now, we're getting the idea and we, we have a, a, a notion that these are not just events that one happened and one is going to happen, but these are events that we have a role in these events had a role in this one and have a role in the second one here. And what we need to do is we need to own our role because Advent's just going to be another season, a religious holiday, um, a religious season that, that is celebrated by the church if we don't own our role in Advent. And through the, the shepherd's candle, uh, to th this week, the, the first week we had the prophecy candle, last week we had the Bethlehem candle, and this week being the, the shepherd's candle, as we go through these candles, we, we are, are shown, one, what they symbolize, so what they, what, what they mean, but then what they can push us towards. So today, the, the shepherd's candle, and the shepherd's candle is this, it remembers the first in a long line of people who joyfully shared the good news of the Savior's birth. Now, when I say this, just, just kind of listen to the, the words, and it, it remembers, so we're looking back, but it remembers the first in a long line of people. So there, it's not just the first and just kind of only through the Bible, but there's a long line of people that, that um, this is re reminding us of who joyfully shared, that's a, a, a big key here, joyfully shared the good news which that's the gospel, who joyfully shared the good news of the Savior's birth. And we see here in Luke chapter 2, um, the, shepherds and them their, the, the shepherds telling their story and, and the, the event that, that, that took place, that we, um, we see that, that, that they, uh, how they encountered and how they learned of the good news. So here in Luke chapter 2, I've got... Uh, Two points I want to make today. Kurt asked me, like, so since we're, we're mixing up the service and everything and you're going to have more time, does that mean you have more time to, to preach or are we getting out of here early? <laughs> I said it ain't Christmas yet, right? Those of you on home, at home, I know I can hear you rolling your eyes as well. <laughs> the beauty they have at home, though, is they could just say, oops, I dropped my internet. Y'all are stuck. That's all right. So uh, we are going to look at Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 20, uh, and then we are going to then get into back into the book of Revelation, uh, like we have been the past few weeks. But in um, Luke chapter 2, and then, then in Revelation chapter uh, 20, what I want us to look at, and what I want us to kind of get our heads wrapped around, a big idea for today is that testimonies 
are a part of a, of a bigger story. So we're going to hear the testimonies, uh, uh, the testimony of the shepherds, and then we're going to hear another testimony. And what we have to understand is that testimonies are uh, they're part of a, of a bigger story. You know, as I was you know putting this together, I was thinking about like. Man, when you think of testimonies, you think of like court cases and things like that. And then I was like, man, what's been a, you know, what, what would be a, 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 a good example of, um, you know, uh, of, a, of a court case that had like a key testimony in it that would, you know, apply to the crowd in which we are, uh, um, you know, the, which we have. Uh, and I, I thought about it like, okay, so first service, this ain't going to fly in the second service, probably, maybe, we'll see, but uh, first service, OJ, everybody knows OJ in here, right, it kind of dates us, right, what's that, 95, 94, 3, somewhere, I mean, it's early to mid 90s, but there was a testimony in that case that kind of blew the top off of it, which, uh, you know, then OJ, you know, if, what was the, the, the big saying, if the glove don't fit, we must acquit, or something like that, but there was uh, there was a, a forensic scientist there by uh, the name of, of Dr. Henry Lee, I think his name was, and that he, he his testimony uh, that he gave his witness about what he saw, what he knew, what he experienced. It went into the bigger picture, uh, uh, the bigger story of everything, and then obviously y'all know the rest of the story. But the testimony, what, we, what I want to stress is that a testimony is something that just bears the truth or bears, I should say, bears witness to the truth. Um, and, and when we're talking about testimony, and I'm not going to argue and get into, you know, spats, was OJ innocent and was it the truth? I don't know. Um, the glove didn't fit, so. And they found socks, right? You know, all that good stuff. Some of our younger, uh, our, our younger people online, are, they're already starting to Google O.J. Simpson. Who, who is O.J.? I thought that was just what we drank in the morning. So, anyways. Uh, but uh, the testimony which I want to talk to, about today, the witness in which was given was that of the shepherd. So if we look at uh, Luke chapter 2, verse, um, verse 8, we see our story. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. So, so, so picture this. Remember, we just read that the decree went out from Caesar Augustus, and the, 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 the census was, was, uh, was being taken. So Mary and, and Joseph, Joseph and Mary, they went to Bethlehem. The baby uh, Jesus was born put it in a, a, a manger because there was no room for them in the end. Meanwhile, all, all of that's taken place. It says that there were shepherds that were out in the field, and they were keeping watch over uh, the flock by night. Now, just think about this. I've always, I've always pictured, like, they're out in the field, and, uh, you know, they're probably... Stay you know, camping by a fire or whatever. Well, I, I think that, that, that I've now found out that that would not probably be the, the, the way in which it would have taken place because if they're out in the, in the field, they have to keep their what they call the night vision, right? So you got if you're standing by a fire, anybody ever stood by a fire at night and you're standing by a fire and then you hear something behind you and you turn around and you look and you can't see anything because it's still it's all dark and everything? 
Well, that would be a reason why they wouldn't have a fire to keep warm, because at night is when the, you know, the critters come out, the wolves come out. So they would need to be able to see things that are going on. So just picture that they're out in the, in the, the field. You know, they're out in the, in the field, and it's, it's quiet. Um, you know, the, the, it, it's nice and peaceful. It says they're keeping watch over their flock by night. And then, verse 9 says, And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And tinkled down their leg, because they weren't filled with anything else at that point. But they were filled with great fear. Because So think about it. Pitch black. I'm, I'm just standing there. I'm leaning on my staff, right? And then, boom! The angel appeared. And it's not just, like uh, Kurt told us in, the, in that story, that, that as they were walking, the disciples were going on the road to Emmaus, a guy showed up, you know. It was daylight, and he came, just came and walked beside him. No, it's I'm standing here just looking, and all of a sudden, boom, there's the angel right here. And it doesn't just say he just appeared. It says the glory, of, look what, right there, the glory of the Lord shone around them. So these, these, these shepherds are standing out in the field, and this is why I don't think Linus does a good job of, of reading this passage. He's, he's, just, he's not dramatic enough, right? So they're standing out in the field, and boom, the angel shows up, and the glory of the Lord is shown around them. It says that they were filled with great fear, which is an awesome, awesome uh, 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 picture, because what this starts to do is it, it, it starts to draw this picture of how they were when the angel first appeared, and we're going to see how they uh, ended up after the whole, uh, this, this whole episode. But uh, it, it says they were filled with great fear. Their angel showed around them. Verse 10 says, And the angel said to them, as if the angel showing up wasn't enough. Now he's talking to them. And I'm sure the angel didn't speak Klingon or whatever that crazy language is. And the angel said to them, <laughs> This is where you, you know that God has a sense of humor. Because look at the, the first thing that is, is the, the angels say. Fear not. <laughs> too, too late. That one, huh? I, already, I already failed on that one. My, my pants are already wet. And the angel said, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news. Well, you could have brought me good news a little bit less dramatic. No, but there was the, the sky or, or the, 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 the night now glowed because of this angel. Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. So the angel says, there's good news. And I'm bringing this good news to you. And this is a part that I love. And we stressed this last year. So if you want to, uh, or maybe it was a year before. It was a year before, I think. Uh, but yeah, we stressed the fact that the good news is great. But understand what the good news is. Who it's for? It's for all people. I think that that's one of the reasons why people say, "Why did they? Why did? Uh, why did God uh, send angels to shepherds? Why didn't He send them to like the wise men or to, uh, you know, kings or something?" Well, I think this is to display that um, the good news is for all people. Shepherds were, more, were really looked at as it wasn't a, an occupation that everybody wanted to have. Uh, so it, it, this displays and communicates that. 
uh, the good news that is being brought is for all people. And then he goes on to explain what the good news is. Because he doesn't just say, oh, there's good news. Bye. No, he explains what the good news is. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Think about that for a second. When, they, when the, the angels are hearing this, are, are these angels good Jewish uh, uh, men? I, I don't know. We don't know anything about these, these angels. What we, or I'm sorry, these shepherds. All we know about the shepherds is the angels told them this, this truth. Maybe they're thinking, like, okay, what, what do you mean a, a Savior? Why, why, do we, why do we need a, a, a Savior? But it, it, it says here that, that they go on to say, not only is he the Savior, look, what, look there in verse 11, who is Christ the Lord. So, so if we, we kind of have a tendency to, to overlook these, these, these important words. Um, that that uh, word there for Christ, the, meaning the Messiah, the anointed one, what we have to understand is that the, the Jewish people were waiting for thousands of years for the Messiah to come. So the Messiah in which, that has come has not come in a way in which they were thinking that he was going to come. I mean, they were thinking that the way in which the angels came would be the way in which the Messiah came, like, boom! That's not how it's going to, and that's not how it happened the first time. The second time, yeah, it's going to be more like the, 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 the angels. But here it says that uh, he, he explains, or the angel, male, female, I don't know. I don't know how that goes. I don't even want to get into that discussion. The other box, maybe? I don't, I don't know, right? For another day. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior. I'm going to move right past that. Who is Christ the Lord. Verse 12. And this will be a sign for you. As if the sky glowing in my, my presence here with you is not enough, I'm going to give you a sign. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. So the, the, the angel is saying, okay, there's good news. And the, the, the good news is not just up here, yay. It's good news of great joy for all people. That's why I showed up. The angel saying, I showed up to tell you what has taken place. And what has taken place, I'm not just going to tell you what has taken place. You're going to see it with your own eyes. Now, I think that, 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 that when we look at this, sometimes what we, what we lack is we want, oh, man, I wish I could just see it with my own eyes. I, I, I wish that I could just see, um, you know, if God would just uh, reveal himself to me, I, I would be more like these, these shepherds and being able to share, you know, the good news uh, uh, with, with great joy, just like, like these shepherds were. Well, I, I, I've been in that. I've been in those moments. And I've also read the Old Testament. Why do I say that? Well, if you read, especially through the Exodus, if you read through Exodus and you're reading through there and, and, and you're talking about if you could just see the glory of God and if you could just, if God would just show up to you, then you would act different. The nation of Israel was in the presence and saw the glory of God every single day. 
Pillar of cloud by day, fire by night. When Moses went into the tent of meeting, the, the, the cloud descended on him. When, when Moses went up on, on, on the mountain, they heard thunder and they could see you know, what was going on. Like they saw, they saw God. Well, they saw effects of God, but they still rebelled against him. I think that we have a, 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 this, this crazy idea in our head is, if I could just see, then I would be... Di- if you could just see, you would still rebel. Why? Because it's in our nature too. That, 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 that sin nature in which we have, which yes, we have a new nature, the old sin nature that we fight against, it's in our nature to want to rebel against God because we want what's best for us and we want to do what I want to do. And, you know, God doesn't know what's best for me. But what we have, this, we have this, this, this blockage, it says, if I could just see. What we need to do is we need to accept the fact that even if you could see, you would still act the same way. Why do I say that? I, I say that for the fact that we can... Uh, um, take hold of the truth by faith. We, we, we understand that we walk by faith, not by sight. That's what Paul says. If we're walking by faith and not by sight, Jesus says to, to, uh, to uh, what's it, Thomas that, you know, blessed are, or, or you say that you believe in me, not because you see me, but blessed are those who believe and have not seen me. What we have to understand is, yes, I would love, and one day I will see Jesus, but I don't need to see Jesus now to believe in who he is and to spread the good news of what he um, has done. And I think that that's where we have to, to, to get our, our mindset is like, there are people out there that, that, that need to hear the good news of Jesus Christ. We need to get better apt to, and better, uh, um, I don't even want to say equipped. We need to have more energy and more desire. That's the word I was looking for. More desire to show and to share the good news instead of, well, you know, they're not going to believe it anyways. If you walked up to these shepherds a day before this, and you told them, there's going to be an angel that appears. And it's going to be glorious, and they're going to, it's, going to be, it's going to be awesome. They're going to be like, mm, okay, what is he smoking? Or she is off a rocker, right? Right, exactly. So it, it, just because you... We want to play the devil's advocate. We, we cannot we cannot put ourselves in, in the place that, hey, they're not going to listen anyway. It's not up to us if people are going to want to listen or, or believe us if we, when we share the good news. It's up to us as believers in Christ to say, this is the good news. And I loved it, that, that mindset, because that's the mindset in which the, the shepherds had. The shepherds here... It says, let's go to verse 13. And suddenly there was a, with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those 
with whom he is pleased. So it's not just now one angel, it's a multitude of angels. Uh, I've talked about in the past how that, that multitude of angels, this is the army of the Lord. These are not just little fat chubby babies plucking harps on, on uh you know, a cloud. No, these are our warriors of the army of the Lord. They're seeing this. So this is a, an awesome sight. And it says they were all saying, glory to God in the highest. So the, the, the shepherds are now, they're, they're, they're encompassed, they're surrounded by all of this stuff, and they hear the good news. And then all of a sudden, just like it came, it left. Just like the, 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 the sky, the, the night was, woo, and I mean, it was just glorious. It says, verse 15, when the angels went away from them into heaven, so they came, they left, now it's dark again. They're, they're trying to get their eyes adjusted once again, right? It says that the shepherds said to one another, did that just happen? Your Bible doesn't say that? No. They said to one another, let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. So the, the, the shepherds, when they, they hear it, and they, they encounter these angels, and they hear, this is the, 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 the piece here, they hear the good news. They respond to that good news that says, let us go. The Lord has made known something to us. Let us go. Now, <clears throat> Again, we, 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 we don't have the, the angel uh, opening the, the sky or showing up to, to reveal what it is the Lord that has, or the Lord has said to us. I, I believe that we have something even greater to, to, to reveal to us what, what the Lord has said. Because if, if you do look at it, and like, like Kurt started us out with the, the call to worship and everything in this uh, Bible reading plan and discipleship challenge, we're starting in the new year. Um, the, the, the great, a greater thing, I think, is the Word of God. Because you have to understand what, what, what has went into. This, this, this Word that God has delivered to us has been uh, written over a period, and you've heard me say it, over a period of 1,500 years on three different languages, three different continents, 40 different authors. And all has one central message. The one central message is all about the Christ. It's all about this good news. It, it, to, to me, and this is just my, my opinion, to me, that is way more impressive than an angel showing up. That this has withstood the test of time. And these are the words, as it says, that are breathed out by God to us. For us to hear about the good news. Just like it says here, the, the angel uh, spoke to the shepherds. And the shepherds said that it was the Lord that has, has made known to us what, what has happened. So they knew that it was the, the, the message that the angel was delivering was from God. Just like the message that is delivered in this word is from God to us. So that what? So that we can know. Look at verse 16. And they went with haste. That's not a word that we use. You go to the buffet line, or used to go to the buffet line. I don't know, we don't even have buffet lines anymore, do we? With haste. You're, I'm going. I'm getting first in line. Especially trying to beat the Methodists there, right? Um, the Baptists are always trying to beat the Methodists in everything, right? 
And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. Now, now, now think, about, think about this. They went because of what the angel said. They believed what the angel said. They went with haste. They went and they saw exactly what it is that the angel said that they were going to see. And what was their response? Their response was they made known the saying. What, what do you mean made known the saying? They, they, they told those who were there in, crammed into that, that, that barn that were around the, 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 the manger, that they told them what they were told by the angel. This is where I, I, I get this, the, the, the point of this, um, you know, the, the, this part of the message. That the, the testimony. This is the testimony of the shepherds. And the testimony of the shepherds is the testimony uh, is from the shepherds of why Jesus came. Because remember what the angel said to the shepherds. The angel said why that little baby is in the... I know you're watching online. Eight pounds, six ounces, golden fleece diapers, little baby Jesus in the manger. Crystal's watching online. She, I had to say that. So, uh, you know, they're, they're all wondering, like, okay, why is he here? The angel was very clear to, to describe and to, uh, to communicate why the, the little baby Jesus was here. Verse 11 says, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior. The reason that Jesus was born, remember what we talked about a couple weeks ago, the first advent. This is where we understand our, our, our role in the first advent is because Jesus was born in the manger. He was born, but he was born as the Savior of the world. The first advent, my role in the first advent is Jesus came for salvation, right? He came to give me to, to live a life I can't, I can't live, to die a death in which I deserve, to be buried, to rise again, to ascend to the Father, and to prepare a place for me. So when He comes back, i got a place to go when He takes me with Him. He comes the first time so that He can save. If Jesus didn't come the first time, He couldn't save. Well, God can do whatever He wants. God can, but what God cannot do is go against His own nature. And God's nature is a righteous, just nature. So the, the, the reason we need a Savior is because there was sin that entered into the world, and there was separation between, uh, between uh, us and God. There, there had to be a, 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 um, a payment for the penalty of, of sin. And the Bible says, for the wages of sin is death. And then it says that all have sinned, right? So there, there has to be the, the, this penalty that, that is paid for that, that sin that takes place so that the, the, the uh, relationship between man and God can be reconciled once again. So that's where the Savior comes in, saves us from our sins, saves us from separation from God. So this little baby Jesus in the manger here comes, and the reason he, he, he came was to save us. This is what the shepherds are telling the people. Like, this is why he came. 